we're going on this path and we're learning all these, like, you know, any kind of lesson, you know, compassion, kindness, strength, learning, confidence, learning, you know, like any of these qualities can be considered as karmic patterns. Hey guys, welcome to our SoulFam podcast, where I interview space holders from all over the world. I'm your host, my name is Carolina, and I am the Connection Catalyst. I help spiritual entrepreneurs experience deeper connection with themselves, with others, and with the universe. Today on the show, we have Jamie Thrasher, the spiritual alchemist and the astrologer. Welcome to the show, Jamie. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I am super happy that you're here as well because we have so many really interesting topics to talk about, but we will start with a little bit of a backstory and your journey. What did inspire you to become the spiritual alchemist and the astrologer as well? When did it start and how did it unfold for you that now you are on this journey? <laughs> yeah, it's honestly, it's been so many different like layers of unfoldment. Um, I don't know where to begin. I kind of grew up... Um, you know, not being a super confident person, I grew up being really self-conscious. And to be honest, I'm still like working through those blocks. Um, but, you know, kind of my path, my first kind of like move of that path was essentially finding a move. Like I moved um, from where I kind of grew up and that was like moving out on my own, taking this like leap where I was like, there was this deep part of me that was like, I felt there is this place that felt a home felt like home to me. So I was like, I need to go here. And for a while I was kind of like waiting for other people to like jump on board because I didn't have the confidence just to like go for it and like start this new journey. But eventually I was just like, you know, I kind of just, I didn't even know what it was at the time. I, you know, I call it intuition now, but like back then I had no like term for it. Right. As we've kind of all been growing. So anyways, yeah, I, I jumped, made that move. And so that was kind of like the first step you know, the universe was like, all right, cool. You're like making this step. Like what else can I offer you? So I was going to school for a few years. I actually, um, before I made that move, I was doing social, social work. I can't even talk. Um, <laughs> and then, so when I was going back to school, I was like, okay, cool. Like I want to be a psychologist and like, or like go and do art therapy. Cause I'm a more like artistic kind of driven person. And then I got to school and I was like, this isn't what I want to do. <laughs> and I'm a Gemini. So I always make this joke that like my mind um, jumps from thing to thing. And so anyways, I was just kind of in school. I was like trying to figure out these paths that I wanted to take that were like in school. So it was like this structured, you know, path I was trying to take. And then I was at the same time, I was actually going to yoga daily. And I kind of started getting into this like yoga spiritual practice. And it started out with this more like physical, um, content to it where it was like okay I feel really really good after I go I'm gonna keep going and I never was really one for like a gym so like this was the one thing that I was like okay you know what there's something about this that keeps pulling me so I'm gonna keep going I was drawn towards the community and all of that and I just remember being in university and there was one of my teachers that was in school with me as well and um I just remember like looking up to her as like such a like guide and a person that I was like, wow, like she's so cool. I love everything about her, like how she speaks and, you know, all these things. And I was, and then in my head, you know, this comes from this lack of confidence was like, oh, I could never do that. I could never like be a teacher. Cause I kind of crossed my mind where I was like, oh, I want to like be a teacher. But then it's like, I can't stand up in front of people like hell no. <laughs> 
So anyways, I got over that. I just, I don't even know how I would say I got over it, but I just, I took that leap and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sign up for yoga training. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know, so I signed up, quit my job, went to yoga training, came back. I had to get a job. So I was like, Hey, I have to force now into this place of just comfort to become a teacher. This is a long story, but anyways. Um, so that was kind of my first step of that was like kind of gaining confidence and like this one pathway of like leading and guiding people. And honestly, like yoga is so natural to me, like right off the bat, it was just like so easy. And, you know, there's that first little, like those few road bumps at the beginning where, you know, I was like so nervous. I'd get in front of people and like, you're kind of like your belly has butterflies and like, (laughs) And then after a while, it was just like, no big deal. I would just get up and like, that would do that every single day. So anyways, I was teaching yoga full time and that was kind of my thing. And I've just been diving, you know, my path was like diving into that and the, you know, yoga traditions and everything that comes along with that. And then, yeah, kind of as I got a few years in, I, you know, was wanting a little bit more that my soul was like wanting a bit more. Right. And I started to like learn this language a little bit more as you get into that realm of like meditation and like self-care and, you know, and then I started to study a little bit of astrology here and there. And I kind of dabbled in with it. Um, and yeah, so there was this like one dark period of my life and, you know, I kind of grew up and I'm sure we're going to talk about this more because it's a big part of my story is I grew up in this home where like we didn't talk about our emotions. We didn't really talk about how we felt. So I've been growing up in a lot of this time and just like repressing a lot of the things that I feel. I've been like shoving it aside, down, down, down. Right. But eventually the universe wants, it's karmic, right? The universe wants to bring things up. It wants equilibrium. It wants balance. So kind of had these situations over these years where it was like piling up one after the other, one after the other, I kept ignoring it. And then eventually like I had lost a friend and it was just like, it was just like a bomb that went off, you know, and like I had building, building up that tension and everything went off. So for me, this was like such a turning point because I got to this area in my life where I was like super depressed and just like nothing, like it just, I couldn't hold on to anything. It just was like so hard to get to work, you know, and there's just all that grief and stuff coming up with that and not knowing how to deal with my emotions, not knowing how to work through it. So the only thing that I could do at that time was like, I was like, okay, you know what? I loved my first yoga training and how transformational it was, how powerful it was. So I was like, I'm going to book a second one. So in my head, I'm like, I have something like physical to grasp onto because like the depths of like sadness is so, so hard. Anyone's, everyone's gone through it at some point in their life. Right. And when you're in that spot, you just feel like you're like stuck and you just feel you just don't have any hope. Right. So that was kind of like the next jump on my journey was like, you know, working towards this yoga training a few months away, I went to this training And just like these skills and the technical abilities that we learn on top of yoga, on top of like teaching, like holding like moon ceremonies and, you know, learning about like shamanistic practices and, um, you know, sound healing and all of that stuff, drum circles. Like we just learned all of these more like skills that just like opened up this whole other realm for me where I was like, whoa, okay. 
And within that, we did a lot of like, we did some ceremonies that were connected to like the moon and like the new moon, the full moon. And up to this point, like I really hadn't um, done that kind of stuff too often. Like I, you know, dabbled like Instagram memes and stuff here and there with like, oh yeah, cool. I'm a Gemini. So I'm going to look into this. Um, But yeah, essentially that was kind of like another turning point where I was like, oh, I'm really interested in this and like how, first of all, it was like the moon and like the emotional self and like how that affects me. So I started looking into that and then it kind of just like snowballed out to me now, I guess. (laughs) So I guess just like all in all, it's just been like one step after another and like, you know, putting one step forward, maybe taking one back, taking two forward, one, you know, it's been like this back and forth, but, um, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, that's a beautiful story. It's really inspiring. And so do you find that this, the second yoga training actually got you out of this depression and this like sadness and grief that you've been going through? Um, I wouldn't say it did. Um, I think, you know, I think grief is such a funny thing that it's, you know, it hits you in waves you know, one day you're okay. And then the next day it's like, not, you're not right. But I think for me, the biggest thing was there was just like these years of situations that had gone on, you know, in my personal life in my relationships and just like everything had piled up that it was just like, it was all of this, right. It wasn't just like one death. It was just like a mountain full of crap that I had left undealt with. (laughs) So no, I don't think it necessarily, it didn't heal it, but you know, there, there was practices that I learned there that were healing, you know, like we did a lot of like one-on-one time, like face-to-face with people where you would just like, I don't know if you've ever done this before you, but you sit cross-legged, you kind of face each other and you just like look at each other in the eyes, like look into someone's soul. And like that practice itself is so powerful, like to really go in and like see someone. And like, we were all crying because everyone's just like, you know, to be really like seen, I think is what the key was there is to really see that individual, see who they are. And you know what, a lot of that comes, um, a lot of like the pain and stuff comes with that too. It's just like seeing the pain and, you know, seeing it for all it is. Mm, yeah, I've done a lot of these kind of practices. I mean, I'm the connection catalyst. I love connecting with people and looking into their eyes. And actually on my ceremonies, I do some cacao ceremony or heart opening ceremony or stuff like that. Sometimes full moon and new moon too. I always get people to do this, to look into each other's eyes or to just do some kind of connecting exercises because sometimes it can be such a cracked open thing to do when you just eye gaze with someone for 10 minutes you can build trust in this way you can really like yeah connect to their essence connect to their soul really be present with them make them feel safe in in your presence so i find this all of all of these practices really really powerful so yeah thank you for bringing this up because i feel like it's important to talk about it sometimes just a little bit of eye gazing just this transfiguration helps us to connect with each other even even more so yeah thank you thank you so much and uh, i have another question to you because on your instagram uh, your nickname is the lemurian mystic and so i'm super curious what does lemurian mystic mean to you and why lemurian uh, because yeah it's ah. really really interesting for me Yeah. So, um, I guess it just really comes down to the fact that I've, you know, had past lives in Lemuria and, um, I can't remember where this first came up for me. Um, I think it actually, I think it might've been a journey that we had done in 
Oh yeah, it was. It was actually a journey that we had done in my second yoga training, the one that I talked about. We did this, you know, journey. And I didn't even know at that point that there was a thing, Lemuria. Like I had heard of Atlantis and stuff like that, but I've never actually like heard of Lemuria. And we did this journey and, you know, we went down into the water and there was like this like depth, the journey. And, you know, you're supposed to like meet your guide and... Oh, I'm totally blanking on what came up. Yeah, there I can't remember what the symbol was, but there was one symbol in particular that came up. And oh no, no, this is what happened. I came, sorry, I'm just like totally off page here. So we did this whole journey. We met our guides and stuff like that. And in the journey, my guide said to me, or we were talking, and then my guide said to me, like, oh, you um lived here but you also died here and I was like oh that's interesting and then I um and as we came out of it and then our teacher was like oh like what was your journey like like what happened and I was like oh yeah this like this is what my guide said to me and like I don't really understand and she was like wow that's really cool she was like I took you guys to Lemuria like that was where the journey was going so it was just like this um shamanic sort of journey that I had and then literally the next day we went into town, um, went into like this crystal shop and I found this ring. It was really cool. It was like, um, I have to get it fixed. I don't have it on me, but it was like this little triangle and the crystal inside of it was blue onyx. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And I looked it up later and it was like, this stone was found in Lemuria. <laughs> so I was like, this what a coincidence amazing. this is. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and since then, um, a part of this too is cool. So I do a, um, a bit of past life regression as well. Like I guide people through that. But when I was doing my like training for that, um, I went on this journey and, you know, you go into a past life and you don't know which one you're going into. And I kind of came to this one where, you know, I kind of was like around water and I had merged and there was just like no one around me. And, you know, kind of was like lost and like confused. And like, there was like all this, like, like land, there's endless land, but then endless ocean. It was just like, I was alone in the middle of nowhere, basically. And it was such a confusing past life because, you know, when you, when you're guiding someone through past life regression, you, um, you're like, okay, like, what do you see? Is there people around you? You know, what are the situations that happened? And generally when you're in a past life, you're like, okay, this is happening and this is happening and then this is happening and then I die. But like none of that happened in that life. It was just like, I just felt lost. I was kind of like in this abyss. And later on, I kind of, because I was reflecting over it and like my intuition kind of guided me into this like truth that that was kind of like the moment after my life in Lemuria. It was like, kind of like I had, um, because Lemuria was lost. It was kind of like instantly and it was just like abrupt, right? So I think that that abrupt death was just like, whoa, like what the hell just happened? So anyways, I've kind of had like all these um, situations that have happened that I'm like, okay, yeah, like I definitely have this. So, um, you know, I kind of decided to weave that into my work and, you know, it's a lot of them do a lot of like healing and stuff like that too. So that's kind of why I linked the two together. And that's kind of where the name came from. 
Mmm, beautiful. So you hold these magical powers of Lemuria in your DNA. That's great. Because I, th I totally believe that we hold our, let's say, wisdom and our codes from uh, other lives that we've lived in. So that's really great. I'm sure that it helps you with your practice to have some Lemurian codes inside. So that's really, really, really cool. Uh, amazing. Thank you for sharing this story. It's really cool. And I'm really curious to know, uh, because I know that you're working with karmic patterns, and I'm curious to know, if you could define what they are and also like how are they formed and if they are already there then how to work with them how to release them what can we do about it mm -hmm. yeah that's a lot of questions but <laughs> karmic patterns can essentially be anything right um it's basically like so what i do i study a bit of like evolutionary astrology which basically comes down to this idea that our souls are constantly evolving it coincides with this idea that you know we have past lives and we are coming back and returning to earth and we are you know working through these lessons to and you think about like the zodiac when we start at aries is kind of the beginning of the zodiac you know you're the baby and you're kind of going through these steps, you're going through all the way to the Zodiac, learning these like lessons of life, essentially. And then the 12th house, our Pisces energy would be like this disillusion back into spirit, back into oneness. Um, so essentially, like, you know, we're going on this path and we're learning all these, like, you know, any kind of lesson, you know, compassion, kindness, strength, learning, confidence, learning, you know, like any of these qualities can be considered as karmic patterns. And sometimes when we come back down to earth, you know, we didn't actually like do the lesson because we always have a choice, right? We always have, um, you know, humans have a decision to make when they're down here, you know, you can choose to go one way or another, right? And we don't always like learn these lessons that we were destined to learn. So when we come back down here, it's like, okay, well, you didn't learn it last time. So now we're going to try this again. I'm going to put these souls in front of you so you guys can like work together and hopefully accomplish this. Right. And then there's, um, you know, like kind of signs and stuff in astrology where it'll be like, okay, like your soul is here to like learn this. Like it's putting challenging situations in your way because that's how we learn it the best. Right. We don't learn something when it's like kind of easy and like whatever wishy-washy, but the way that we learn things is when it's like really, really challenging. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember Absolutely. your other question, but I think I covered it. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. But I also wanted to uh, ask like what we can do about it. Like how can we read these patterns? Because I know that there is a cycle of karma and like some people are like, okay, we need to break out of the cycle and so on. And I believe like, of course we need to do it. We need to do the work, do some shadow work, go through this healing, maybe past life, release some emotions. Uh, but ultimately I'm very chill about it all. Like I don't have to work through all my karma this life. I mean, I would like to, but you know, if it doesn't happen this life, it's going to happen next life. Like whatever, we're coming, going to source anyway. And we're going to be all one at some point anyway. So let's just be chill about it. Because like in the past, in my spiritual evolution, I was like, oh no, I need to heal as fast as possible. I need to do this, need to do that to, I don't know, to be enough or whatever like that. But now I'm just like, yeah, let's chill and, and heal from time to time when the trigger comes. Uh, so how do you feel? Like how how do you heal these karmic patterns? What And what do you find the most effective in letting them go? Yeah. So, I mean, for when you were talking about that, I'm like maybe it just was your karmic pattern to like let go of that need to like continue to work. And, you know, sometimes like everything has balance. So the key to healing essentially, well, 
number one is to recognize that there's something there. And usually it's something that we're unhappy with, right? Or it's causing um, discomfort or unhappiness in our life. And that's why we want to change it. Because if something's good, we're not going to change it, right? There's no human desire to change what's good because humans desire what is good and what feels good and what makes them happy, what brings them joy. So essentially, you know, we're going to come across these patterns of, behaviors that people aren't happy you know maybe it's like a relationship that you're not happy with we can use that as an example um this has been one of my examples as well it's like get you know getting into relationships where um you you get into a relationship where it's like this person's not emotionally available so then it's it ends right and then you get into another one and then they're not emotionally available Yet you, in your head, you're like, I want a relationship, right? And then it just doesn't work out because they're not emotionally available. They're like, oh, uh, yeah, whatever. So that's that's essentially a pattern that we can describe, right? And so the key to healing is, one, let's be aware of it. Because if you're not aware of that that's happening, then how are you going to change it? You know, you might even notice, like, yeah, like you generally will know something's going on. You're like, oh, like, why did this keep happening to me, you know, but like not really click in that it's like continually happening. Um, It takes a little bit of time. So, yeah, but then there's the, you know, the key to like changing that and recognizing that we are in charge of our lives, right? Like we have to take back our power and we can't be like, why is that person doing this to me? Why are they doing that to me, to me, right? It's always like, Someone else outside of myself is doing that to me versus, you know, how do we take back our power and say, this is on me. So what am I like, how is my energy projecting right now that I need to change? Um, So essentially, yeah, a lot of the healing comes from like looking at the balance of it and, you know, looking at the mirror of another, if that's relationships, looking at the mirror of another person and being like, okay, you know, what am I seeing in them? that's probably also present within me. So if they're emotionally unavailable, I'm probably emotionally unavailable or I have some kind of block up that's pressing that. So when we go into astrology, partnership is represented by Libra and our individuality is represented by Aries. So you kind of want to go into first a little bit of Aries to that opposite energy to find like energy, to find passion, to find confidence, to find drive. Because if you don't have that yourself, you can't, you know, attract another person that has that. that. That's just like an example. But yeah, so it's essentially just kind of like, you know, finding that recognition, you know, being okay with what's happening because we don't get anywhere for really hard on ourselves. Um, you know, that like sabotaging kind of behavior doesn't get us anywhere. So it's like, okay, you have to see it, love it a little bit. It's all about shadow work. and And then step into that like, opposite energy is like how can we harmonize this if I'm wanting to attract a partner how can I become that partner for myself and then work together and merge into partnership right Mm, absolutely and then if this person is reflecting to you this part that is emotionally unavailable then find this part that of you that is emotionally unavailable work with that and then once you work with that then you'll see that the reflection the mirror hologram that we live in is going to reflect something completely else to you because then you've already worked through this emotional unavailability within yourself so then you're also going to attract someone more whole because it's going to come from your own wholeness. So if you can accept these parts 
all the things that you resist in other people, accept it in yourself, then you're going to become more complete within yourself and then you're going to attract a different reality because it's all a mirror to us, really. So, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, thank you so much. And I'm curious also about the, the term soul wounds because uh, this is the term that you are using and I'm super curious to know, like, what do you mean by that? And also, if these are the wounds of our soul, then how do we heal our soul? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, such a big question. Honestly, yeah, like the soul wounds is really just kind of like our karmic wounds that we're carrying with us, right? And they, within astrology, we kind of, they kind of come into this life too. So it's all kind of our karmic um, pains. Like say you exited a previous lifetime and you, um, it was like really heavy and like, whatever happened was really heavy and dark. And then that, you know, you're wounded, whether, you know, you were killed or something happened, or there was a situation that happened, you know, your soul like carries that memory with it into this lifetime. Um, and so, yeah, I guess what I do with what astrology, I do, um, you know, looking into our Chiron points and looking into Pluto as well, kind of are the keys that, carry these wounds into this lifetime. So with Chiron, it'll kind of display how this wound might even repeat itself. Kind of the themes of it will repeat itself in childhood and Pluto point in the house position will kind of represent for us um, that wound that might, might have come through. It could be kind of the karmic patterns more so as well, but that will be that. Um, and then with past life regression, which I think would be more powerful for this like soul wound idea, it's really just, um, you know, going into the past life to experience it, right? To reflect on it. It's the same thing as, you know, looking at our like traumas and stuff in this lifetime. It's like seeing what's there. And that's like sending ourselves a lot of love and acceptance for what's happened and gratitude to help kind of release, you know, and releasing is challenging. And I think it comes with just time. It comes with, you know, changing any kind of patterns that are associated with it. So if you had, uh, I can't even think of an example right now, but if you had some kind of wound that you're carrying with you and it's causing um, kind of like this patterns of behavior that you're doing or, attitudes or beliefs that you're holding in your system and it's like okay what are the beliefs that are associated with this wound or you know whatever then it's like reflecting on those and it's like okay well if these are present here and I don't want them to be here then how can I readjust this um, thought pattern or readjust this behavior so I'm moving in a way that's more positive and expressive for me and who I want to be on the deepest level. Mm, beautiful thank you so much for sharing and I have a, a actually question because I something just came to my mind do you feel like someone who doesn't actually believe in past lives would still go into the past life and still experience it or is it like blocking their idea of the world and how the world works would mm -hmm. block the experience of actually going back there and re-experiencing it yeah so it's kind of cool I love my teacher explain it to me this way, which is really, really cool. And I love it because, you know, you do have those doubters out there and which is fair, like you're welcome to believe in whatever you want to believe. And that's the beauty of life. Um, but for anyone that is, you know, that questions past lives or anything like that, and they're 
they're giving it a shot. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, really what we're doing is we're working with like um, the subconscious mind. And we look at that as scientific background, like we all have the subconscious mind, right? We're looking at slowing, when you go into regression, you're looking at slowing down the brain waves. And so it's like, okay, well, if we're doing that, we can look at this kind of in like a dream perspective, like kind of like you're going into this like deep dream state. Just imagine you're dreaming, right? Just let it be a dream. It doesn't have to be anything more than that. And really what our past lives do is they show us these um, situations or themes that are happening in this lifetime that are going to, you know, it's kind of like two dimensions coming together where it's like we can see them parallel to each other and we can find that healing, right? So you kind of go into a past, if it's to view it's a past life, great. If it's for someone else, like a little dream state kind of um, experience, you can look at the symbols, right? And we can look at the symbols that show up and what does that mean to you, right? You saw a church or you saw a home or you saw like your family or like what do these symbols mean? Maybe they weren't... um, your real family in a past life, but what does that mean to you? And what's, um, what's the meaning there that, yeah, what you're going to take from this experience. So I think that's the best way to describe that. Mm, so people would still kind of go into the past life, but then they would just see it. Uh, their perspective would be like, okay, that's like a dream state. So they would, it would be easier for them to take it in, in a way, all the experiences that are happening and make it more symbolic. Right. Yeah. And we all have like, different ways of seeing things, right? Because some people are more, I'm totally blanking on the terms right now, but some people can like with their mind's eye, they can see like, you know, see things, right? Or some people just hear words. Some people just have this deep sense of knowing, um, you know, so we all have these different ways of perceiving what is subconscious. And so I think a part of that too, is just understanding the way that you see that and then how those are going to pop up for you in the regression. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I totally believe in past lives. I mean, uh, I, I've had experiences that just made me believe it. And I understand if someone doesn't, that's completely okay as well. Uh, but I'm also curious to know, like, if you go, um, like, do you need to go to the past life in order to heal something? Or do you feel like if you already work on an emotional level of something that is inside of you and you just like feel all these things, because what the past life is, it's like, okay, you you have some emotions stored from the life that you have already lived in your emotional body right now because your soul carries it. So if you work on an emotional level and you really go deep into the feeling and you really let it all out and release it, then is it necessary? Is it like, um, you know, absolute requirement to go to the past side to heal this wound or if you just work with your emotions work with your feelings here and now and if you just feel that something is coming up from let's say that started in the past life it's still going to bring the same effect of healing on you uh, if you don't even go into the trance and into the, the life and you don't relive it in an other life absolutely yeah it doesn't it's definitely not necessary i think it's just another tool and a method that we have here to you know understand things and like we all we all learn things and understand things differently so for someone you know going into past life might just like not really matter but you know they really just want to feel what they want to feel but for someone else to if they have more of a visual aspect too or that um deeper connection to their intuition and they're like i just really need to know so something like that might help someone in that regard to really like see and understand you know maybe what happened Someone else might not need to know. So it's really just a personal preference and um, 
yeah, exploring the methods that help your healing, right? Because we all have different methods and some work and some don't for some people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm curious to know about your experience with the past life regression, how you have uh, done it for yourself. I'm curious to know whether you have uh, maybe seen some karmic patterns playing out in your life and then you would just like, go into your past life and be like, okay, this is where it came from. Like, have you had it happen to you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Can you give I, an example? Um, yeah. So I've spent a lot of my past lives and I've had multiple regressions where it's like, I'm going back to play the role of either the mother or the father. So I'm kind of always in this like parenting role where I have to like nurture and support someone else. And so it's like, my needs are getting, not getting met essentially. Um, So yeah, that's happened multiple times. And it's interesting because I had one as well that a past life that, It was like, it was weird because sometimes past lives are, you know, you're not actually like living on like an earth life, like anything can happen. So I had this one where I was with, you know, kind of the spirit of my mom in this lifetime or whatever. And we were kind of like floating above earth. Like it was really surreal. And she, before this lifetime, she was like, I'm going to come down and I'm going to play the role of the mom. So you get the opportunity to you know, not do that anymore. It was essentially her being like, Hey, I'm going to go do this. And you can just like be the child, which is really, really cool. But when I come, um, when you look at my astrology chart, um, so my Chiron point sits in cancer, which, um, basically is the house of the mother or the sign of the mother, the divine feminine. So it's like my wound essentially is, and that's where my South node is too. So they're actually conjunct, which, the South node represents like our past life and where we had come from. So it's like, and then also in this lifetime, and then my Chiron point is squaring my moon, which kind of represents like um, some tension that needs to be released in order for the, that to be resolved. So that all comes down to like my emotional patterns and how I am unable to like feel and understand myself and, you know, stepping out of that mothering role and then stepping out into my North node, which is the, um, in Capricorn, which is kind of like stepping out into like this leadership role and stepping out into like, you know, being a guide for others, but not being the mother, right. Stepping out into like the workforce and not staying in the home essentially is kind of what that comes down to. So, Mm. yeah. That's really interesting. I love the vision of you and your uh, mom's consciousness just floating above Earth. I just visualize it. It's so, it's so, so cool. And it sounds like the astrology really helps you understand yourself on a deep level. It really helps you to know like how all these things are playing out for you. But I'm curious to know like if you look at your chart, let's say, and you look into, okay, this is my moon, this is my sign and so on. And I don't know much about it. I'm a, still a newbie. I've had a few podcasts with some astrologers here, but you know, it's still a very, very new topic to me. Uh, how do you see it? It's like, for example, okay, I have this house in this, so this is the kind of energy that it's bringing, but is it like, let's say settled because this is your essence and this is how your planet's let's say we're um, bringing the energies when you were born. So this is now how you move through these cycles. And so is it kind of like, okay, this is my fate in a way and I cannot do anything about it. I can just kind of like learn how to surf on this wave and just go with it. Or is it something that when you have awareness of it, you can actually like tweak it a little bit in terms of, okay, this is like that. So now with this awareness, I can like, 
I don't know, navigate my life in a way that this is not going to be the impact that the planets that say are affecting in my life. Do you know what I mean with my question? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's such a big question. Like, is it fate or not? And I personally think that like our astrology, our natal charts are kind of like this map that our soul was like, came coming in at this time. And this is, you know, this is going to help me like play out these lessons that I need to learn. And that's kind of where all the planets are placed. Um, Oh, I totally lost my train of thought, but, um, yeah, I don't, I think like knowing astrology, um, yeah, kind of for me personally, it gives me that empowerment that it's like, okay, I can see this and I can see where it's on my chart, but that doesn't give me like an excuse to be like, oh, well, like my Mercury's here. So that's why I express this way. And that's why I'm rude to people because my Mercury's in Aries or something like that. Or that's why I yell at people. Yeah, that, that's an expression of Mercury and Aries. Yeah. So that could be a thing that comes up too, where people are like, oh, well, like this is here. So whatever. But I'm like, if you, you know that you might have more of like a tendency to certain things. So maybe someone with like that placement would be tend to be more aggressive and what, and how they talk and how, you know, but it doesn't mean that they have to be, it just means they have a higher tendency of being that way. And everything in astrology can, there's like multitude of um, potential within every placement, right? Because it's kind of like everything's an archetype and everything, you know, when you piece it together, it's kind of like a puzzle and you're like, okay, these go, these go, and this could like mean this, but it could also mean this. Like there's all, there's so many different explanations for things. And then when you start looking at transits, when, you know, we have our, the planets that are moving right now that come into transit with your, the planets where they were on your natal chart, um, it can, you know, it can bring up certain situations. I actually just had a podcast with another girl about this, but, you know, the transit can bring up certain situations, like a certain relationship within yourself or like whatever in your life, but it doesn't necessarily have to, you know, I think you know, we don't really predict with astrology. We can and people do, but I think, you know, it's just being aware of where the, kind of where the energy is at and then how, um, just being conscious of that and how you can move through your life, right? And you can do that with the transits. You can do that just knowing, you know, who you are. And I think at the end of the day, when you, you know, you're following your soul path and you want to get more clear on that, sometimes just like seeing the chart can be really like affirming because sometimes it's stuff that you already know. Like I'll read for people and they're like, yeah, I already knew that. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's your chart. (laughs) So yeah, I think it can just be really affirming that like you're on the right path or, you know, whatever, or, you know, you had a transit and you had this like really hard situation. And I don't know, to me, I'm like, oh, it's so relieving. Like there was something going on in the universe. And then, so I don't like feel like there was no meaning to it. Cause sometimes for me, I'm like, I need to have like deep meaning. I need to know that there was like a purpose for what happened. And sometimes for me, astrology kind of gives me that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel you. Yeah. And I, uh, I actually spoke about it to my friend a few days ago as well, because she was like, yeah, you know, this astrology, it can give you all the answers. And sometimes you don't want to know what's going to happen. And I was just kind of thinking, yeah, I mean, I don't know. 
I don't know much about it, but I certainly wouldn't like to know what's going to happen. But sometimes it's actually good to know what kind of energies are going to have an impact on you and in which way, if there is something really important that is happening in your life, for example, you might want to know how these energies are going to play out. So obviously not everything, uh, but you know, if you know the balance or imbalance that it can create within yourself, because we are beings that are influenced by planets because we are water. So, uh, you know, of course, the energies of the plants are going to influence us. But if we can know more or less how this energies, these energies are going to dance, then we can be more aligned with it or, or out of alignment as well. So I think it's also important to know sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it is. And I, yeah, like I said, I had this conversation with um, another astrologer, I think it was about a month or so ago. And we kind of chatted about, um, you know, talking about transits and like sometimes the predictive quality kind of leaves us in this like fear state almost where it's like, oh, this is coming together. It could mean this, it could mean, you know, whatever, a death is happening somewhere and that could be really, really scary. But then you're kind of stuck. You're like in that mind frame, you're like, oh shit, like something's going to happen. And then that almost like produces that effect anyways, because you were just like constantly thinking about it and everything that we're thinking we're attracting. Right. So there's good things and bad things to doing it, but I think just taking it with a grain of salt and not getting like stuck up in it too, too much and like not letting your life completely get revolved around like what's happening in the sky. I think some things are really amazing. Sometimes it's just like, it's too much. (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely and you know you can always have some shifts happening on the new moon and full moon so if you just hold on to that and just see what kind of energies the moon is bringing then i think that for the beginner like me that's enough i'm only into new moon and full moon and i always know when it's coming because yeah i'm always kind of getting some kind of energies uh, that are uh, either disturbing me or flowing for me so yeah that's really really uh, really cool i actually just spoke on the podcast uh, with with the lady today just before this one about full moon and new moon rituals, uh, which is really amazing because it can really bring us a different state of mind if we uh, ride on these waves, as we say, of the energies that they are bringing us. So I am a total believer in planets affecting us. And so that's really cool that you can actually read it. You can actually see what is happening. Like there are charts to to have it. It's like a different language. So it's really, really exciting for me uh, to talk about this stuff. Um, Amazing. So I have one last little question to you. Where could people find you if they vibe with your energy they would like to know more about you see your content what's the best way sure yeah it's just honestly right now on my instagram so you can just follow me lemurian.mystic i'm sure you'll put it in the show notes and stuff um just follow me on there i kind of have everything there astrology readings um i have a shadow work program that i'm actually releasing re-releasing um this next week and um yeah, you can kind of just see what I'm up to there. And I always update it. And I have like a little link tree that can take you to payment stuff. And yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you so, so much for this conversation and for everything that you shared. It's been really, really great. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude because yeah, I really enjoyed it. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so, so much for being with us today. If you'd like to find me, I am The Connection Catalyst on Instagram. If you'd like to find our podcast, it's We Are Soul Fam. And I'm super grateful that you are with us, really. I'm sending you so, so, so much love and gratitude that you're listening, you're here with us, you're supporting us. And uh, I just have a little info for you that we are in the process of building Soul Fam app that is going to be uh, the app 
social networking app for all the conscious and spiritual and beautiful souls out there. So stay tuned to know when it's live and also stay tuned to the next episode.